Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. For today's episode, I'm here to do my Week 15 predictions. Uh, go over the NBA scores uh, from Monday all the way to yesterday and talk about the games for today and tomorrow. Um, tomorrow begins bowl season, the first two bowl games for the college football playoffs or bowl season, of course, by the end of the year, uh, begins tomorrow. So I'll be making my predictions for that as well, of course, with the Week 15 predictions. And Thursday Night Football is tonight between the Chiefs and the Chargers. But obviously, let's get started with the NBA scores. Uh, let's start off from the games on Monday. So we had the Cavaliers defeating <clears throat> the Miami Heat, 105-94. to Then we had the Raptors defeating the Kings, 124-101. to We had the Rockets defeating the Hawks, 132-126. The Warriors defeating the Pacers, one. 102 to 100 the Sixers losing to the Grizzlies. I mean getting blown out pretty much 126 to 91 The Celtics defeat the Bucks 117 to 103 the Mavericks defeat the Hornets 120 96 the Nuggets defeat the Wizards 113 to 107 and the Clippers defeat the Suns 111 to 95 Then on Tuesday, we only had three games we had the Warriors versus the Knicks, and the Warriors won that game 105 to 96. In that game, Steph Curry made history. Uh, hitting the second three of the game was the game where Steph Curry broke Ray Allen's record for the most three pointers in NBA history with now 2,974. Well, he has a little bit more than that. I think he has like 2,980, I think, at this point. But uh, he only needed. Two entering this game to pass Ray Allen, and of course, within the second, or I believe it was his third attempt, but his second shot that went in, that was the one that broke Ray Allen's record. A huge, huge accomplishment and achievement for Steph Curry. He's now officially solidified himself the as the greatest shooter of all time in the history of the NBA. Of course, you know this man has revolutionized the game of basketball. A lot of players look up to Steph Curry. Uh, you know, Steph Curry is one of those players that obviously me watching basketball, he's one of those guys that have really changed my view of the NBA. I mean, holy shit, the three-point game was very different um, before Steph Curry. And I mean, I didn't watch basketball very, very early, like before Steph Curry's career. I mean, I'm, of course, you know, I've watched basketball since like, what, 2013? So of course, Steph Curry was still in the league. But even in 2013, Steph Curry was still kind of not really a huge superstar yet. He was just a, a not a role player, but a, a starting point guard pretty much in that Golden State Warriors team that really wasn't really playing very well. They were pretty bad, uh, you know, in the 2010s, 2011. They had a decent team in 2012-13 with Baron Davis and, uh, oh, I forgot, Monte, Monte Davis? Monte Davis, I believe. I think it was, or Monte Ellis, not Monte Davis. They had a pretty decent roster there, but of course they weren't that team until, of course, Klay Thompson and Steph Curry and, Draymond Green became the duel and were, you know, one of the best teams in the NBA started their own dynasty from 2015 to 2019. And yeah, and of course, obviously, KD joining in 2016 was another big asset. So yeah, Steph Curry has officially solidified himself as the greatest shooter of all time. There's no debate about it anymore. So cry, Steph Curry fans. Uh, I mean, haters, not fans. Celebrate. You know, celebration to his family, to him. Of course, he broke an unbeatable record, man. I don't, I don't think this record is going to be beaten anytime soon by, I mean, anybody. I mean, Dame, Trey, uh, one of the best three, uh, Buddy Hill, like one of the best three-point shooters now besides Steph. Yeah, they got a lot of work to do to catch up to Steph Curry. And the fact that he did it in less than 800 games, almost like in like 40% less games than Ray Allen has played his entire career, he broke the record. And he missed an entire season two years ago. He played like, what, five, six games and broke his hand and then missed the remainder of the year. So, yeah, basically one season where it was just a lost cause, didn't play or anything, and he still broke the record. I don't know what his what season this is. I think this is like his, what, 13th 14th season i believe yeah, correct me if i'm wrong but still uh you know congratulations to steph curry officially the greatest shooter in the history of the nba then we also had the nets defeating the raptors 131 to 129 we had the suns defeating the blazers 111 to 107 
Then yesterday we had the Hawks defeating the Magic 111 to 99, the Cavs defeating the Rockets 124 to 89, the Heat defeating the Sixers 101 to 96, the Lakers defeating the Mavericks in overtime 107 to 104. Austin Reeves, the rookie, he hit the game-winning shot um, in overtime for the Lakers to win this game. What a what a great win for the Lakers. LeBron played pretty well. Austin Reeves hit the dagger to win the game for them. The Bucks defeat the Pacers 114-99. The Hornets defeat the Spurs 131-115. The Nuggets lose to the Timberwolves 124-107. The Kings defeat the Wizards 119-105. The Grizzlies defeat the Blazers 113-103. The Pelicans defeat the Thunder 113-110. Crazy ending to that game. Uh, I believe Shea Gillis Alexander hit the game-tying three at 110 with like a second remaining. And then Devontae, Devontae Graham got the ball within that inbound. And from damn near full court, threw a prayer and hit the game-winning shot. That was literally maybe, that was three quarters, damn near full court, like I just said. Half court shot, half court, full court shot to win the game. That was a missile and a prayer and a Hail Mary that went in, and for the Pelicans, they got the W, obviously, 113 and 110. Yeah, one of the crazy, it reminds me of that UConn and Cincinnati game years ago where basically the same scenario, I believe it was like Cincinnati that tied the game with the game winning three, but then with like a second left, UConn threw in a crazy buzzer beater from damn near full court as well. Yeah, that was that pretty much except NBA version. And the Thunder, man, they lost by 73 points. A couple weeks ago, and then they lost like that to a damn near full court buzzer beat. Damn, the Thunder. Yikes, man. They're not the team that they were before, man. That just, that sucks. That just, they just keep taking brutal L's like that. Poor, poor Thunder fans, man. And then, of course, finally, yesterday, we ended the night with the Jazz and the Clippers, and the Jazz defeating the Clippers 124 to 103. And we have the Pacers, Pistons today, the Sixers, Nets, the Wizards, the Wizards, Suns, and the Knicks, Rockets. And so the Nets are number one, 20 and 8. The Bucks are number two, 19 and 11. Bulls at three, Cavs at four, Heat at five, uh, 17, 10, 18, and 12, 17 and 12. The Sixers are the seventh seed, 15 and 14. Same thing with the Wizards. They're 15 and 14. The Hawks and the Celtics, nine and the tenth seed. They're both 14 and 14. The Raptors, 11th, 13 and 15th. Uh, I forgot the Hornets. The Hornets six seed, sixteen and fourteen. The Knicks twelve and six in the twelfth seed. The Pacers thirteenth seed, twelve and eighteen. The Magic fourteenth seed, five and twenty-four. And they're currently on a six-game losing streak. And the Pistons dead last in the NBA, four and twenty-two with a twelve-game losing streak. Jesus. And then for the Western Conference, the Thunder eight and nineteen. They're dead in fifteenth. The Pelicans nine and twenty-one at fourteenth seed. The 13th seed, the Rockets, 9-19. They won on a crazy seven-game winning streak after losing 10 straight games. The Spurs, 12th seed, 10-17. The Blazers, 11th seed with an 11-18 record. The Kings, 10th, 12-7. The Timberwolves, 13-15 with the 9th seed. The 8th seed, Nuggets, 14-14. The Cavaliers, not the Cavaliers, the Mavericks, 7th seed, 14-14. The Lakers, 16 and 13, as well as the Clippers. They're the fifth seed, 16 and 13. The Grizzlies, the fourth seed, 18 and 11. The Jazz, the third seed, 20 and 7. Currently on an eight game winning streak. The Suns at second place, 22 and 5. And the Warriors, of course, at the top of the NBA and on top of the Western Conference with a 23 and 5 record. So those are the games for today. Those are the current standings for today. Then tomorrow we got the Heat Magic, Warriors, Celtics, Bucks, Pelicans, Lakers, Timberwolves, Spurs, Jazz, Nuggets, Hawks, Grizzlies, Kings, and the Hornets and Blazers. So the games for today and for tomorrow. Uh, unfortunately, um, I have not been hearing great news with uh, certainly uh, what has been taking over the world for the past almost three years. I can't believe it. Uh, COVID-19, remember that? Uh, who who, who could have forgotten about COVID-19? Well, uh, it feels like 2020 all over again because uh, in every sport, 
uh, COVID has still uh, looking for a comeback. They were down pretty much this this season. I mean, this this entire season, COVID was averaging what <laughs> seventeen kills per per year. I don't know. You know, they were they were averaging some crazy shit. They decreased. You know, but now COVID wants to make a comeback. COVID wants to fuck things up and make things worse. Now, apparently, now we have more protocols for COVID nineteen. Adding a bunch of players in. I think Russell Westbrook is uh, is now and Avery Bradley. They're into COVID nineteen protocols, and that's just in the NBA. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is now in protocols as well. There's a lot of players missing out on games. The Bulls and the Raptors, I believe, they postponed it their next two games, and they're gonna and the Raptors in Toronto, obviously in Canada, they're gonna go back to that half capacity uh shit where they're gonna let only they're gonna they're gonna limit their capacity for the fans to go to the hockey games or the basketball games and other events and yeah oh man it's it it's it just not giving me good news it's just giving me 2020 vibes all over again and i know covid has been a thing it is still a thing and it's not gonna go away anytime soon unfortunately but it just it, it looked like it got better and now things are kind of just getting me a little bit worried now it just all these in the NFL. I mean, we we had today Jalen Waddle now is getting into COVID deadline, uh, COVID deadline, COVID uh protocols. There's a bunch of other players that have entered protocols as well. So yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot right now, and and it's just kind of not giving me a good feeling because there's going to be a bunch of players now basically out. Uh, I can give you some. I mean, Allen Robinson, I believe, is also another player. Baker Mayfield, also. Um, let me see who else is, is in protocol at the moment. Josh Gordon, Rashawn Slater. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Waddle, Philip Lindsay, Miles Gaskin, J.J. Taylor, uh, Mark Ingram. Some some notable names, you know. Tyler Lockett. Oh shit. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of players right now in protocols for COVID-19. Just not looking good right now. Hopefully, that's expecting that they have COVID. Uh, they're just being placed on the list maybe for a certain injury or maybe just, of course, obviously, if they do, might potentially have the virus. But still, it's worrisome because these have been kind of been recalled since, like, the beginning of the week. Like, pretty much since the, what, the 11th, the 10th. Most of these players have been entering. Some of these have been play, have been in protocol duties since like late November, but yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good right now, man. Uh, we're almost done with the season. Can COVID just stop being a bitch and stop? <sighs> God damn, it. I just I just wish this shit was over, man. Um, but what is also over is the tenure for Urban Meyer because today he was fired. Uh. Jaguars head coach or former Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer was fired today. Yesterday, we got the absolute shocking and most bizarre news or headlines or any type of article that I've pretty read about the NFL this year. Um, so Urban Meyer, y'all know this man. One of the worst 10 years that... uh a head coach can probably ever have in an NFL season. Couldn't even complete an entire season. This man was fired after 13 games. 13 games. So let's talk about Urban Meyer for a second. What happened? Why is he already fired? It hasn't even been a season. He got signed, I believe, uh, what, in January of this year. Uh, obviously during the offseason. Uh, well, for most teams, of course, it was still playoff time. But for most teams, it was already the off season at that point. Um, and well, it's December, almost a year since he got signed. But no, couldn't complete an entire season. Thirteen games. I mean, there's so much shit to unravel. Yesterday, we got the news that the kicker, the replacement kicker, uh, Josh Lambeau, in practice, that apparently Urban Meyer kicked him on the leg and told him, hey, hey, dipshit, make your fucking kicks, and then kicks him in the leg during a practice. So let me repeat that again. The coach kicked the kicker, kicked 
the kicker in the leg and said, hey, dipshit, make your fucking kicks. So much respect for the players, as you can see. Oh, my God. This man is just, oh, God. Yeah, uh, I don't know how a man like Urban Meyer, who's pretty much legendary, uh, who was one of the best head coaches in the 2010s decade when he was the head coach for Ohio State. I mean, he led them to multiple uh, state championships, uh, went to the national championship of being a, a couple times. I believe he won one in like 2014 or 15. Uh, you know, he was a great coach in college. And uh, his first year in uh, the NFL, in the professionals, enters for the Jacksonville Jaguars position and couldn't have blown that shit out of proportion because it just, it was one of the worst 10 years a head coach could ever have. Like, honestly, so much controversy for uh, Urban Meyer. And of course, this wasn't the only thing that Urban Meyer has been caught really in the mix of this whole tenure in Jacksonville. I mean, a couple months ago, we saw that video where he was at the bar after a loss. Uh, I think it was like in September and October. Uh, he was at a bar and there was a woman pretty much like grinding on him at a bar, at a club. And uh, let's say the woman is uh, pretty young uh, to be kind of dancing around with uh, Urban Meyer. Uh, definitely did not look uh, the best. It definitely did not look uh, right. was kind of uncomfortable to watch. And even there's some pictures that you can tell, like, bro, why is he even, like, near me? The, the, the woman is probably just like, okay, somebody help me. If I feel like I'm getting, like, assaulted or something. Nothing happened. I assume that, you know... It was just, it was just that it was just an uncomfortable thing, but it just didn't, it did not look good for him, and it didn't look good for his commitment to the team or anything. And just also, and obviously, you know, besides those two incidents with the with the kicker and with the girl at the bar, like just just the way he has been with the team, how he treats the team, and how he obviously coaches. Yeah, it, it, it's just so bad. I mean, man decides to pretty much make all the worst decisions on the field and then has no basically no respect for the players, which is obviously a thing that you shouldn't have as a as a coach. I mean, I'm not saying you can't yell or you can't be tough to your players, but if you have no respect for them or basically think that they're just people that are your people and not really treating them like human beings or something like these are the players that perform and that they're the people that look out for you and for themselves when they get on the field every Sunday and, you know, try to win games. Now, obviously, this isn't the best team in the world. You know, this team is bad. But just because they're a bad team does not mean they got to be treated like they're nothing or they just kind of feel like too. Yeah, it's, it's just so much. It's just so much to, to, to unravel. It's kind of a lot to expect from Urban Meyer, but yeah, his tenure in Jacksonville is done. Will he get hired from another, uh, you know, from another team? Most likely, let's be honest. But uh, yeah, Jacksonville, they're going to find a different uh, head coach at some point um, very soon. Yeah. Roddy Rich dropping tonight. Live life fast oh man i'm super 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 excited for that album to drop tonight he revealed the track list or not the track list um the features or apparently it does look like he d revealed the track list okay so the features apparently are going to be future kodak black jamie fox oh wow tida sign gunna little baby 21 savage five year foreign takeoff alex isley and baby bow bully bully broly um, yeah, so those are going to be the features for this album, and I'm pretty excited. Um, I did thought Drake and Baby Keen were probably going to be on the project because uh, there was leaks of, you know, in the cut. I definitely wanted that, and there was another Baby Keen snippet that was out, but it doesn't, doesn't look like Roddy Rich is going to have Drake or Akeem on the project, unfortunately, but... I mean, we're going to have Future, we're going to have 21 Savage, Lil Baby, Fabio Foreign, who gave us album, who gave him verse of the year. 
on off the grid. Maybe he can do something on Roddy Rich's album. Jamie Foxx, Ty Dolla Sign, come on, underrated ass picks, future obviously, you know. So um, yeah, and Takeoff, interesting, just Takeoff. It's it's not Offset or Quavo. No, it's not the Migo. It's just Takeoff, just him. Uh, usually, uh, the pick would really just be Quavo or Offset doing like solo features, but no, Takeoff is doing the solo feature this time. So interesting enough. So yeah, that's gonna be dropping tonight. Um, I'm super excited for that project. I can't wait to listen to it for tomorrow. Now, let's do week 15 predictions for the NFL season. So tonight, Thursday night football between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. So this is a very, very important game for both teams. The Chargers right now are second place in the AFC West with the win tonight. They'll be on a three-game winning streak, and they'll be at the top of the AFC West division, while the Chiefs are currently right now number one with a 9-4 record. If they lose this important game, they will go to second place, and they will lose that possession of, uh, of the division lead. They will lose the division lead, and they will have to come back with the next three games, which will be against Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Denver. And, of course, LA's after uh, game against Kansas City will be against Texans, Broncos and Raiders, which is pretty easier than the Chiefs' schedule. Now, the Chiefs, after a pretty rough start to the season, which feels like a while ago at this point, yeah, they're looking great. The Chiefs have not lost a game since, I think, uh, November. I mean, not November, since October. After that brutal L towards the uh, Titans on the 24th, they've won every game in November. And obviously, they're still continuing the streak in December. And also, let y'all know, Patrick Mahomes is 11-0 in road division games. I'm not trying to jinx the man, but could he be 12-0 tonight? Or could he take his first L on the road against a divisional team? Of course, including the Chargers, Raiders, or the Broncos. Now, in LA last year, I think they it was like an early game. It was like week two or week three. They won by a field goal. It was a pretty close game last year when they faced in L.A. at SoFi Stadium. So this is the second time they go up against each other this season. Of course, the Chargers defeating the Chiefs the first time, 30-24, back in September. Will the Chiefs come back and win this game um, and take revenge against the Chargers, split the season series 1-1 this year? I do think so. I mean, look, the Chiefs, they're Super Bowl contenders. Had that whack start to the season. Made them look like they were not even making the playoffs. We were writing them off. Most of y'all were writing them off. And not giving them any second chances of any potential ability that they were going to make this, you know, streak of of of, uh, of a slump get to them. And they're going to break through that slump and pretty much just, you know, ball the fuck out the next remaining weeks of the season. And obviously get to the postseason and... Be the, be the dominant team that they have been for the last couple seasons. So, I have the Chargers winning this game. This is an important game for the Chiefs. So, if they do not win this game, they're not completely fucked over. But the division could go to L.A. Believe it or not. Like, it could really go to L.A. It would really take so much for L.A. to take that division lead. And even though the Chargers haven't been the best team, they've been pretty good this year. And they definitely look like playoff contenders to me even if they don't win this game they'll still be up there in playoff contention they're still going to be second place in the division depending on how the broncos and the raiders you know play out whether they win or not they can take you know third place if not but we'll have to wait and see but for me i have the chiefs defeating the chargers on thursday night so let's go kansas city let's let's take this w now the chargers hopefully you'll make it fun competitive game i, I just want a fun game you know Close game for both teams, so. But I have Kansas City taking the W on this one. Next, for the first game on Saturday. Yes, folks, we have two Saturday night games this week. For the first game on Saturday, it'll be on NFL Network. We have the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Cleveland Browns. So the Raiders are 6-7. and seven. Well, the Browns are 7-6. and six. So the Raiders last week... They uh they got destroyed by the Kansas City Chiefs, forty eight to nine, and the Browns 
they took a W against the Lamar Jacksonless Ravens. So both teams right now in playoff contention. They're looking pretty good at the moment. Really haven't been too much to worry about the Browns. So, you know, they've been okay. And the Raiders have been looking pretty good. Oh, wait. That was like back in September and like early October. You think they've been looking good recently? Yeah. They've been on like a what? A five game. Like out of the last six games, they've lost five. I mean, the only game that they won recently was that Thanksgiving game against the Cowboys. But uh, yeah. Out of the last six games, they've lost five. And they only have four games remaining. And they go up against, you know, teams like the Browns, Broncos, Chargers, and Coastal. Two non-divisional and two divisional games left for them. So, yeah, it's going to be kind of tough for the Raiders to get back into the playoff hunt because it's going to look pretty difficult for them to get here. Now, the Browns. The Browns are looking okay. They're looking like they could keep up that offense, keep going. Looks like that offense is looking good. That run game is looking pretty nice. The defense has gotten better. But something tells me that, I don't know, you know, Baker Mayfield has kind of been on and off this season. The connections haven't been as great. Will they be a potential team to make the postseason? Do I really think they will make the playoffs? Honestly, I'll give them a shot. I think the Browns maybe aren't the best team right now in the hunt to make the postseason, but definitely they have a shot to make it for sure. I have Cleveland winning this game. I think the Raiders have been just struggling so massively. I think it's probably going to continue. So I have Cleveland defeating the Raiders on this one. Next game for the Saturday night game, we have the 8.20 p.m. game. Patriots taking on the Indianapolis Colts. The Patriots 9-4 and and the Colts 7-6. and The Patriots coming off of a bye week last week. They didn't play, obviously. And the Colts coming off of a W against the Texans, defeating them 31 31- to Z or actually no that was they both had a bye week last week. Never mind. So both teams coming off of a bye week. Patriots have been probably the best team in the NFL this season. In the last what month or two, they've been looking incredible. The Patriots are a very very scary team. And you would not want to face them in the postseason. And the Colts on Saturday, they got to get ready for that. The Colts have also been looking pretty good. Out of all the teams in the AFC wildcard hunt right now, the Colts are actually one of those teams that could legit make it to that 7th or even 6th seed. So the Colts, don't count them out. I won't be surprised if the Colts could actually come away with a victory here. And honestly, you know what? I think that's going to be my upset. I think the Colts are going to defeat Tom Brady. Tom Brady, oh my God. Oh my God. What is this, 2019? What is this, 2005? Come on, Jader. This is not 2019 anymore. He plays in Tampa. He's not in New England anymore. That died. Mac Jones and the New England Patriots are, you know, a very scary team. But can the Colts defeat them? Absolutely. And so I have the Colts defeating the Mac Jones, the Mac and Jones, the Macaroni and Cheese Jones, and the New England Patriots on Saturday. I think that will be an upset for the season. Obviously, there's always one upset every week, so I have to give that one the right. Now, the Patriots can easily win this game. And shit, if they dominate against the Colts, I'll kind of be surprised because the Colts have had a pretty good defense this year. So that will be a little bit shocking to me. But come on. I think the Patriots are going to take a, a reality check loss and then probably win out every game for the rest of the season. But I actually have the Colts winning this one. Next game, we got the Tennessee Titans versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Titans 9-4 and four, and the Steelers 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. So the Titans um, coming off of a W last week against the Jaguars 20-0. Dominant winning for the Steelers coming off of an L to the Vikings on Thursday Night Football against this, the Vikings. So, yeah, the Steelers have not been looking good at all. They've just been all over the place this season. Titans have been consistent. They've looked great, and they've looked bad in some in some games. But they've looked great more than bad. So, I think that's going to continue. 
I think the Titans are definitely one of the best teams in the AFC and one of the best teams in the NFL. If Derrick Henry gets healthy at some point um, and comes back, maybe the last game of the season or before playoff time, this Titans team. So, yeah, I think the Titans should definitely win this game, defeat Pittsburgh. And so I got the Titans winning this one. Next game, we got the Carolina Panthers taking on the Buffalo Bills. The Panthers 5-8 and eight, and the Bills 7-6. and six. The Panthers coming off of an L to the Falcons 29-21. And the Bills 7-6 coming off of an L to the Buccaneers. So both teams have been struggling as of recently. The Panthers have looked bad uh, ever since Cam Newton came to the team, which is just disappoints me, man. It just sucks. And the Bills have been looking like a pretender this year. Will they even make the postseason? I mean, my God, what a falloff the Bills have had this season. Now, I'm not going to lie. The Bills were kind of robbed. I guess that a lot of questionable calls in that game. So I can understand Bills fans' frustration with that game and, and the, all the calls. Could have could have been robbed, honestly. Could have been robbed the W. But still, that really does not hide the fact that the Bills haven't been that great this year. I still believe that they're good. I still believe they're even good to make the postseason. But damn, a 7-6 record for the Bills this season with, what, four games left on their schedule is not what I expected. The most they can win this season is, well, 11 games. And do I think they're going to win 11 games? Probably. Probably. If they can get revenge... On the New England Patriots next week, they could definitely beat teams like the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Jets. So I expect them to probably get 11 wins or 10 wins at this point. But 7-6 and six right now, they haven't been looking good. But the Panthers have been looking dreadful as well. And unfortunately, the Panthers' schedule doesn't even get easier because after the Bills, they got the Buccaneers twice and then the Saints. Oh, man, I think the Panthers might not even win a game. For the remainder of the year, unfortunately. Oh, man. We'll have to sweat the way and see. They might upset. But I have the Buffalo Bills defeating the Carolina Panthers. Next game, we got the Washington football team taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams are now 6-7. and seven. Washington coming off of a loss against the Cowboys last week. And the Eagles, they were on a bye week last week. So, got enough rest. Now, going to come back this week. This Sunday to go up against Washington um, and then go up against Washington again on the 2nd of January on week 17. Yeah, this time they have to play in Lincoln Financial Field in Philly. And so the Eagles can continue their promise, hopefully, to make the postseason. And for the Washington football team, it's still very possible for both teams. Now, if the Eagles win, they can move up to third place in the NFC East or to second place, excuse me, because they're now tied for second place with Washington. Either or, whoever loses goes down, whoever wins goes up. And depending on the Cowboys' result, if they lose, we'll have to wait and see how that stands. But the Cowboys, even if they take an L, they'll still be in first place despite Washington or Philly winning or not. Um, but yeah, the Eagles can get closer if they keep winning these remaining games. They have four games and they're all divisional games. Again, Washington twice, New York, and Dallas. So, yeah, hopefully Philly can take this one. Washington has been playing pretty decently as uh, as of recently. So, hey, it might be a shocker that Philly can actually uh, that Washington could actually win this game. But I have the Eagles defeating the Washington football team. Next, we got the Houston Texans taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. My God, this game is not going to be fun to watch. Both teams, 2-11, the Texans coming off of an L to the Seahawks and the Jaguars coming off of an L to the Titans. Yeah, both teams suck. I have the Texans winning this one just because the Jaguars have been looking like pure shit and even the Texans have been looking like pure shit as well. I guess I like the Texans a little bit more now, even though they're not really good at all whatever i have the texans winning this one it, it, it a coin flip whatever just just houston whatever to just take the win uh next game we have the dallas cowboys taking on the new york giants the cowboys nine and four and the giants four and nine the giants coming off of an l to the chargers getting destroyed 37 to 21 
and the Cowboys coming off of a win against Washington in Washington. The defense has looked really, really good this year. Probably one of the best defensive unit. Probably you have the defensive player of the year, defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons, in that uh, you know, in that department. Yeah. The Cowboys defense has been no joke. And New York, their offense is definitely gonna suffer against that defense this Sunday. So uh prayers up to all the Giants fans. Their defense isn't gonna be as good as the Cowboys and that offense. Daniel Jones or Mike Lennon, whoever's going to be the starting QB. I think Mike Jones, uh, Daniel Jones is back. So, yeah, but whoever's going to face that defense is going to have a miserable day in the office. So, Dallas for the win. And if they do win this game, I believe they can clinch the um, a playoff spot. I think they could win. Uh, they can clinch a, uh, a playoff berth, depending on the Washington-Philly game, how it ends. So, I'll have to wait and see. So, uh, Dallas winning that one, of course. Next game, we got the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Detroit Lions, one of the best teams in the NFLs, uh, versus one of the greatest teams in franchise history between the Detroit Lions, 1 and 11 and 1. They were eliminated last week from playoff contention, <laughs> losing to the Broncos, who they were hungry for that win, and their defense had looked incredible and a very big win for them and for, of course, uh, losing one of the best uh, players that they've had in the 2010s decade, Demarius Thomas. Uh, rest in peace, Demarius Thomas. Um, such a tragedy that we lost him super young um, at the age of, what, 32, 33? So, yeah, it just sucks that we that, you know he died pretty young. Um, but they won that game for him. But that's the Broncos. The Lions got bucked. Come on, guys. What do you think? Who's going to win this game? I mean, come on. The Cardinals, 10-3, and best team in the NFL, one of the best teams in the NFL. Yes, they took an L against the Rams last week, but are the Rams the Lions? No. Come on, Cardinals. Who, you really think I'm going to pick the Lions? Okay. Cardinals, next. Anyways, next game, we got the New York Jets versus the Miami Dolphins. The Jets, 3-10, and 10, and the Do I don't care. The Dolphins should win this game easily. Dolphins, go get this win. Please get this win. They have been getting closer and closer for the playoff position. They're on a five-game winning streak entering November. And they haven't they haven't lost since November. Uh, no, they haven't lost since Halloween. The Dolphins have not lost the game since Halloween. They're on a five-game winning streak. And they got to keep going. Honestly, for them to make the postseason, I think they have to win every game remaining on their schedule even though they got two simple games i think they could beat the jets and saints but then they got the titans and the patriots yeah the start of 2220 the start of 2022 for the dolphins will be tough but if they can get at least one win for those if they win the next three there's a huge chance they can make it but i honestly want them to get 10 wins so they can pretty much solidify a playoff spot at that point because again with nine wins it could go either or and they might not even make it so, yeah, they got they got they got they got to do something. They got to do something with it. They definitely got to do something with it. So yeah, I have the Dolphins winning that one for sure. Next game, we got the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Denver Broncos. Both teams are now seven and six. This is gonna be a big game for both teams as both of these teams are looking for playoff spot and a spot in the AFC playoff picture right now. The Bengals. Uh, they took a brutal L to the 49ers last week, and they have been losing the last two games. Uh, they're 0-2 in the month of December so far, so they got to pick up a win against Denver. And Denver hasn't been the best team this season, but they've been looking pretty good. Some games, their defense have been on point at very good times against good and bad teams. So not just, I mean, remember that game against the Cowboys when their defense was looking fantastic? Yeah, that defense... For the Broncos, is no joke. Yes, they played the Lions last week, so obviously why was their defense not playing at a great level? Well, obviously it's a damn Detroit Lions. It should be a field day every time they should play them. But the Bengals is going to be a little bit challenging for the Broncos. But between either or teams, it can go literally either or. So I'm kind of picking more to Cincinnati just because that offense has actually been looking pretty good this year. And I've been a big fan of Joe Burrow uh, coming in the league and even in college. So I'm a, I'm a Joe Burrow fan. So you know what? Let, let's give uh, 
Let's give Cincinnati a win and hopefully their first win of the month of December and finally get things going because they need to win these games. Um, but the Broncos, even though if they take the L this week, they're still not out of the playoff picture. But at that point, they got to win every single game to get a chance. And other teams in their division, like the Chargers and the Raiders, have to basically just plan out, be dreadful for the remaining games of the season for them to really get to the playoffs. So we'll have to wait and see. So I have Cincinnati winning that game. Next game, we got the Atlanta Falcons taking on the San Francisco 49ers. The Falcons 6-7 and seven, and the 49ers 7-6. and six. The 49ers last week coming off of a victory against the Bengals 26-23 and the Falcons 6-7. They came off of a victory against the Panthers 29-21. So yeah, the Falcons have looked okay this season, but again, playoff contenders, I don't know. They're still in that hunt, but again, they, really, they don't really look like playoff team to me. However, the 49ers have been looking like playoff material the last couple weeks. They've been looking pretty good. That defense is no joke. The So the 49ers, they're no joke, man. They're no joke. So I definitely have the 49ers uh, definitely taking this game over in San Francisco. The Falcons, they could put up a fight or whatnot, but I think the 49ers are going to end up victorious in this game. So I have the 49ers taking the W on this one. Next game, we got the Seattle Seahawks taking on the L.A. Rams. This should be a very fun game. Well, at least that's what I would think because Seattle hasn't been the same. But Seahawks are now 5-8 and eight in the Rams, 9-4. and four. The Rams coming off of a victory on Monday Night Football against the Cardinals last week. A huge win for the Rams. Their offense looked incredible and their defense looked good. And the Seahawks coming off of a very simple win against the Texans. Even though the Seahawks have not been looking good. Playoff contenders, they're still in the playoff hunt, but if they lose this game, it's pretty much a wrap. So, yeah, I think at this point, it's a do-or-die game for the Seahawks. If they lose, they're out the playoffs. Rams win, they're going to probably clinch a playoff spot, or they get to wait till next week, and that's another win in their record. So, yeah, and I have the Rams winning. I mean, the Rams have been the better team. The Seahawks have been way too inconsistent. Their defense have been have been bad, and then good, and then bad, and good. I just don't put all my trust in Seattle. Unfortunately, they're gonna they're just not gonna have a great game against LA this week. We'll have to wait and see. You never know. Next game, we got the Green Bay Packers taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Now, unfortunately, the Ravens do not have Lamar Jackson playing in this one. Uh, Tyler Huntley is gonna be the starting QB for this one. But the Ravens eight and five, and the Packers ten and three. The Packers. Coming off of a big W on Sunday Night Football against the Bears, 45-30. to 30. They looked pretty bad in the first half. Well, not bad, but they, they, they weren't looking that great in the first half. But then the second half, they were lights out. And the Ravens, they took an L last week against the Browns. Um, Lamar was mix, missing most majority of that game. And Tyler Huntley was getting them close to victory, but they just fell short. The last two games, they've been falling short. Same game against Pittsburgh. They fell very short. Mark Andrews couldn't catch that football. Pretty much ended the game for them there. The Packers have been looking great this year. Of course, the Packers, they've been looking fantastic. They're arguably the best team in the NFL and the team to beat in the whole league. So, yeah, I do think the Packers are going to continue that. And the Packers have been fantastic this year. When are they not good? So, yeah, the Packers, I think I have them defeating the Ravens this week. Especially without Lamar Jackson, it's just, I don't know if it's really going to be a close game at this point. Now, for Sunday Night Football, we got the New Orleans Saints versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers 10-3 and and the Saints 6-7. and The Buccaneers coming off of a victory in overtime against the Bills last week. And for the Saints 6-7, and they came off of a W against the Jets. Of course, it's the Jets, so of course they got... Uh, they defeated them. Their defense looked great. Their offense looked fantastic. Now, the Buccaneers, they lost to the Saints on Halloween, 36-27. Tom Brady did not have a great game. Um, he was just kind of inconsistent. Uh, oh, wait, never mind. He actually was pretty good. I mean, he had what? Let me see the stats again. Uh, four touchdowns, two interceptions, 372 yards. He had a pretty decent game. But that defense was the biggest problem in that game. They were allowing too many points, and they were just getting that Saints run game. And that, and Taysom Hill, you know, was actually looking pretty good. Jameis Winston was also looking pretty good. Now, I don't know if Jameis Winston is going to be starting back for this one, but if Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston plays this game, 
it actually might be a very close one. And Tampa Bay could actually lose this game. Now, either way, Tampa Bay, like, I don't think they're going to get swept by the Saints again like they were last year in the regular season. And, of course, in the playoffs, they eventually played. And, then, of course, the Buccaneers won the more important game. But let's be honest. I think the Buccaneers are probably going to take the W here. I have the Buccaneers winning against the Saints. And then finally, Monday Night Football between the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Chicago Bears. The Vikings 6-7 and seven, and the Bears 4-9. and nine. The Bears coming off of a loss against the Packers last week. And the Vikings coming off of a victory against the Steelers. So, yeah, both teams right now, uh, or really not both teams, but the Bears, they're not a playoff team. They're out of that hunt right now. Um, they're not going to be making the postseason this year. And the Vikings, they're still in prime playoff position. They are definitely a better team than a 6-7 and seven record. They should definitely have at least 8 or 9 wins at this point if they didn't choke those games or if they made those opportunities happen. Um, and they wouldn't really have to worry so much. They could honestly be one of the best teams in the NFL. They have one of the best defenses, a uh, very underrated quarterback, Justin Jefferson, who's already a superstar in my eyes. Like He's great. And that offense has been good. And the defense has been pretty solid as well. Like, don't mess around with that defense as well. Maybe not the Broncos or the Cowboys or or um or even the Dolphins defense at this point recently. But still, I do think that that defense has been, you know, quite impressive and compared to last year was a huge flaw on that team. And the Vikings still made it last year with a very flawless uh not a flawless, a very flawful defense last year they making all the way to the wild card game or all the way to the divisional game excuse me so yeah but the bears really they they have been pretty bad this year van Nagy should gets fired at some point so yeah i have the vikings definitely winning this one so yeah i got the vikings defeating the bears on monday night football so let's uh let's recap all my uh per, my picks for week 15 let's go over them one more time so i have the chiefs defeating the chargers i have the browns defeating the raiders i have the colts upsetting the patriots i have the bills defeating the panthers the dolphins defeating the jets the eagles defeating the washington football team the cowboys defeating the giants the steelers losing or the titans beating the steelers the Cardinals defeating the, the the Lions, the Texans defeating the Jaguars, the Bengals defeating the Broncos, the 49ers defeating the Falcons, the Packers defeating the Ravens, the Rams defeating the Seahawks, the Buccaneers defeating the Saints, and the Vikings defeating the Bears. So those are those games. So I already put my predictions for Week 15, and that's that. Now let me go over real very, 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 very quick uh, you know what? Let me let me do like half and half. So I did not complete my bowl mania predictions, but I did do them for like the next couple games. So for the Bahama Bowl between Middle Tennessee and Toledo, I have Toledo winning. For the Cure Bowl, uh, Coastal Carolina versus Northern Illinois, I have Coastal Carolina. For the Boca Raton Bowl, uh, Western Kentucky and Appalachian State, I have Appalachian State winning that one. For the Celebration Bowl, South Carolina State, Jackson State. I have Jackson State winning that one. New Mexico Bowl, um, UT, UTEP versus Fresno State. I have Fresno State winning that one. Independence Bowl, UAB, BYU. BYU winning that one for sure. Lending Tree Bowl, I have Liberty defeating Eastern Michigan. Uh, the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl, I have Utah State defeating Oregon State. The New Orleans Bowl, I have Louisiana defeating Marshall. Um, Myrtle Beach Bowl, I have Tulsa defeating Old Dominion. And then I have the famous the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Kent State defeating uh, Wyoming. Frisco Bowl, I have San Diego State defeating UTSA. Armed Forces Bowl, I have Army defeating Missouri. Fresno Football Classic, I have North Texas defeating Miami O. Grespira, I have the Grespira Bowl. I have Florida defeating UCF. Hawaii Bowl, I have Memphis defeating Hawaii. Camellia Bowl, I have Georgia State defeating Ball State. Quick Lane, I have Nevada defeating Western Michigan. I'm making these picks like randomly at this point. Military Bowl, I have uh, Eastern East Carolina defeating 
Boston College. Birmingham Bowl, I have Houston defeating Auburn. First, how are there so many fucking bowl games? Jesus Christ. First Responder Bowl, Air Force defeats Louis, uh, Louisville. Liberty Bowl, I have Mississippi State defeating Texas Tech. Holiday Bowl, I have NC State defeating UCLA. Uh, Guaranteed Rate Bowl, I have Mich- uh, Minnesota defeating West Virginia. Fenway Bowl, I have Virginia defeating SMU. That's an upset at that point. Uh, Pimstripe Bowl, I have Virginia Tech defeating Maryland. Cheese it Bowl, I have Clemson defeating Iowa State. Alamo Bowl, I have Oregon defeating Oklahoma. Uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl, I have North Carolina defeating South Carolina. Music City Bowl, I have Purdue defeating Tennessee. Uh, Peach Bowl, I have Michigan State defeating Pittsburgh. Las Vegas Bowl, I have Wisconsin defeating Arizona State. Gator Bowl, I have Texas Tech defeating Wake Forest. Uh, Sun Bowl, I have Miami defeating Washington State. Go Hurricanes. Arizona Bowl, Boise State defeating Central Michigan. The Cotton Bowl Classic, which is going to be one of the semifinal games for the college football playoffs. I have Alabama defeating Cincinnati. And then for the Orange Bowl at uh, Miami Gardens, uh, Georgia, I have Michigan defeating Georgia. So I think I have Michigan and Alabama in the national championship game. And then Outback Bowl, uh, Arkansas defeats Penn State. Fiesta Bowl, I have Notre Dame defeating Oklahoma State. Circus Bowl, I have Kentucky defeating Iowa. Rose Bowl, I have Ohio State defeating Utah. Sugar Bowl, I have Baylor defeating Ole Miss. LSU, uh, Texas Bowl, LSU defeating Kansas State. And then for the national championship between Michigan and Alabama. Shit. I'm probably going to say Michigan. Fuck it. You know what? Let's, I, I guess so. I guess, I guess Michigan. Let's go for the upset. Let's not be generic and say Alabama's going to win it. I mean, most likely, let's be honest, it's probably going to be Alabama because Nick Saban is that guy. But, um, I guess Michigan is my underrated pick. Or not underrated because they're the seven. They're the second seed, but. If Alabama doesn't win it, I got Michigan winning it. So Michigan, in my opinion, is going to win the uh, the national championship. That will be on January 10th, I believe. So, yeah. And that's that for today's episode. I'll see you guys on Monday or maybe during the weekend if I decide to do a weekend upload. We'll have to wait and see. I'll be, more, I'll be posting a TikTok tomorrow, starting the list videos, starting the list of content coming very, very soon. I'm on winter break after tomorrow, so officially I'm going to be doing a lot of shit for the end of the year list. Top albums, top songs, all that shit. So I'll get to work on that. But see you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends.